Hello, happy people. Welcome to the Profitable Happiness Podcast. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Pillay with the Profitable Happiness Podcast. And today it is my pleasure to introduce you to Jeroen Korthout, who is the CEO of Salesflare. And boy, are we going to have a cool conversation today because you know the question he asked me? He said, wait a second, do you have a SaaS product too? I said, yes. So that means we're brothers. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, Jeroen, I am so thrilled to have you here. You are just a bunch of knowledge. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. You? I'm great. And by the way, tell us where you are because you know I'm in Austin, Texas, and this is an international deal. Where are you? I'm in Antwerp, Belgium. Wow. Isn't this like the magic of like the future? You know, we're having this conversation about your software and CRM and all this stuff. And I don't even know where you are. <laughs> it's, it's crazy, right? The, only, yeah, the yeah. only thing we still need to solve is time zones. I don't know how we're going to do that. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, you can do you can talk with people all over the world, do business with them all, all over the world. Just sometimes yeah. for some people, it's night and for you, it's it's day and the other way around. You know. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's it's crazy. Let's start with the big problem. OK, so many salespeople, marketing people, professional people live in this world where they're trying to close business deals. They're trying to build relationships and they don't have sometimes the right tools to help them do that. Tell us the specific problem that CRM as a whole solves, and then we'll get down into sales flare. What problems do you solve? Uh, if you would ask your customers, uh, it's mostly around, um, they would say following up leads. Uh, in the end, it's, it's, it's like the name says, uh, CRM. It's uh, re customer relationship management. So it's managing customer relationships. Um, but if you, specifically, like very practically, it's following up leads. Mm -hmm. The thing is, if you're um, doing that with one person, it's rather easy. Mm -hmm. um, like you, you can manage in your head, right? You can remember, oh, I need to follow this person. Uh, you yeah. know what that person is about. You know what the next step is. You know all the things. Now, if you scale that to five, that's probably also still still fine. But then, if you go to tens or hundreds, it just becomes very hard. And now the thing is. What a customer expects is that you treat them as if they're the only customer you have, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like like you you have a marriage, uh, or you, you treat your wife like she's the only one, but then you do that at scale with yeah. lots of customers, and you cannot just rely on your memory and and just just your uh, your innate organization skills. Let's yeah. say that it just doesn't work. So you need mm -hmm. a system. And nowadays, this kind of stuff you can make easier with software. Yeah. Uh, back in the day, we would have these these um, these closets with lots of sheets in them, and then you were like, "Oh, this is this customer," and then you know, yeah, yeah. you would have a calendar in which you would put stuff. And nowadays, that all becomes digital, and that opens up so many possibilities because the mm -hmm. software can go way beyond what these sheets and calendars could do. Mm -hmm. Now, the thing is. We've seen an evolution from sheets and Rolodexes and all this kind of stuff towards software systems. But the problem we saw is that these software systems are not very well used. Actually, a lot of people hate their CRMs. Some people yeah. don't, but a lot of them, like salespeople, if you, if you uh, mention the word CRM, most likely they're not really going to lighten up and smile at you or something. Uh, the thing is that 
these systems are supposed to help you. And they're sort of built to do that, but they come with these expectations that you're going to fill them out yeah, perfectly yeah. all the time. Uh, and you're going to spend a lot of time putting all these details in it meticulously. Uh, every time something happens, you put it in there. Every time you meet someone new, you're like, oh my God, I should put this in the CRM. They, they email you with some piece of data, you put it in there. Uh, like there's an email signature and I'm like, oh, I found his phone number. You're super yeah, happy putting yeah. the CRM. No, that's not how it happens, right? Yeah. Um, so we saw this mismatch between the expectations that these kind of systems come with um, where then a lot of people would have the excuse like, well, you know, salespeople just need to do it. Salespeople mm-hmm. are lazy. They should just do it, right? Yeah. Um, nobody ever thought that the, the system could have, could maybe be better. And then we saw that actually um, most of the, the data you're sort of filling out in a CRM, it's mm-hmm. already in some other system. Mm. And then we figured like, why don't we then build a CRM that picks up all these pieces everywhere, pulls it together, organizes it for you, and make sure that you may only have to curate it. Like we, we, we tell you, for instance, like you're looking at a company and we're saying like, okay, it seems like, you know, that person and that person and that person, which ones are relevant? And you're like, this one is relevant, this one is relevant, this one is not. And the data about that person is already there because we could find it in the, the headers of the emails. We could find it in the email signatures. We could find it in social media. Mm-hmm. There's data about the company already because there's there's tons of databases with information. You don't need to yeah. <laughs> recreate these databases, right? There's the emails that we can show immediately because they're in your inbox. The meetings with all their data on your yeah, calendar. Yeah. The calls are in your phone. Uh, all of these things like web tracking, email tracking, basically basically <laughs> things that make it possible for you to actually use the system right because i think yeah. one of the one of the things you said earlier to me was that the big problem you solve is that most people don't use their crms you know they it's That's like right. hey wait a second crm i got to go enter data no i'm busy i got to do something else um but let, let's talk a little bit about maybe the historical process of how you yarun um, became the CEO of Salesflare. Um, what put you on the path to CRM itself? It's sort of accidental. Um, let's say in the in the in the years before starting Salesflare, I was um, an account manager and a consultant at a marketing consultancy company, and we would uh, implement Salesforce, which is um, the biggest yeah. CRM company yeah. out there, yeah. at a lot of uh, healthcare companies. Um, mainly as part of of projects and these people would generally be really happy with Salesforce because Mm -hmm. they would come off something way older even called Siebel from Oracle and they would be like oh my god this looks so much better and but what I would consistently see is that they they still really wouldn't use the CRM like it was a it was nicer for them but it's still sort of the results stayed the same and in our company, we had a similar thing. So um, I actually, I, I, for me, Salesforce was my very first CRM. So mm-hmm. um, I understood in the beginning that it was going to be a sales tool for me. And I really tried to use it that way, but I, I never really succeeded. I saw that most of my colleagues didn't really use it as a sales tool. It was more yeah. of a sort of a, a reporting tool towards management where we would uh-huh. uh, 
input our, our pipeline, like all the sales opportunities we had, and then our CEO knew exactly what we were selling where, super handy for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus, we would add contacts and then check the newsletter box, and then they would get on the newsletter. But apart from that, it, it wasn't really like helping us. Mm. Um, but I didn't do anything with that insight for a few years. I mean, I figured that's the way it is. Um, until I was working with my co-founder, Levin, on a, another software company. Mm-hmm. And we had lots of leads uh, that were really interested in buying our software, but we still had to close the deals, right? And there were about 130. We, we had them from a conference. We had a booth there and lots of people interested. And um, we were looking to build a process for that because we really wanted to, to close these deals. Yeah. Uh, but we found nothing that worked for us. I mean, everything we tried in the end failed. Like in the mm-hmm. beginning, we would maybe be super enthusiastic in putting everything. Yeah. But at some point, we would start slacking. Uh, we would not input this or that. And then there would be less data in the CRM than there should be. And then the CRM became less, less useful. And then we would input even less. And then it was a snowball effect where in the end or a downward spiral or whatever, where we would stop. And then all of our processes would, would, uh, would fail. Like yeah. we wouldn't properly follow up. Uh, we would maybe contact people with stuff we already said. You know, we would forget all it, it's then then it just isn't, didn't work anymore and 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 we were looking for a solution um and that was actually just about seven years ago oh, wow. 2014 in april um at some point we figured like hey we could build a system for this mm-hmm. that is way better than all the other systems that exist because one does not start a crm at least <laughs> i would never start a crm if i didn't uh, feel like we could do it way way better yeah, yeah. Uh, because there's already so many out there. There's so much out there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, seven years ago we started. Um, it took us quite a while to get to something that people wanted to use, uh, even longer until people wanted to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right now we have over two thousand companies using the software. Mm-hmm. Um, we're top rated on review platforms like G two, for instance, where we're the um, third or fourth easiest to use and uh, number one most easy to implement and number two with the best ROI uh, stuff like that that's 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 just awesome awesome you know uh, one of the things that uh, I don't know if you're aware of this but what brought us together um, is that I once interviewed Rand Fishkin um, (laughs) on my podcast on on this podcast and uh, so did you (laughs) I did too. Yeah. 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 So did you. And of course, we all we know that Rand Fishkin is at the top of the food chain when it comes to, you know, marketing genius and, and things like that. He's at the very top. Um, I, I see you in that same uh, sort of light, Yeroon, as an innovator. Ah, Some, thank you. Oh, yes. Yeah, somebody who is changing the game. And, and I'm really interested to learn more about the details. You know, so yes, I know about Salesforce and, uh, you know, Active Campaign and, uh, you know, just a bunch of tools out there. Tell us specifically how Salesflare is different and how it, in the details, do you have a five-step process that can explain how you actually help people use it more than other systems would? Yeah. Um, it, it depends a bit on what you're comparing with, obviously, because Salesforce yeah. and ActiveCampaign are, for instance, uh, wildly different systems. 
Mm -hmm. uh, Salesforce, first of all, is a space, they're in a space we are not in. They, um, it's basically an enterprise CRM. Mm -hmm. uh, big companies need to have some sort of system. They don't want to build software from scratch. So they, they buy the system that is a bunch of building blocks with which consultants can buy and can build consultants can build whatever it is they need. Yeah. Uh, that's Salesforce and Salesforce tries to sell that to small companies as well, but that is uh, less successful. Mm -hmm. Active campaign on the other hand is a, is an email marketing system. With a small has, CRM on the side. With yes. a small CRM on the sides. Yeah. yeah. Um, we actually are a CRM, which has also an email marketing um, component, but it's not like active campaigns. Ours is more like Mailshake or Reply.io or things like that, Woodpecker. Uh, okay. It's this kind of tool with which you can um, send personalized emails at scale. Mm -hmm. Now, what makes us different versus our direct competitors and think more like, uh, so we, we sell a sales CRM, Mm -hmm. uh, to small and medium-sized businesses who sell B2B as mainly agencies and, and tech companies, let's say. Um, now, our main competitors in that space are companies like HubSpot and Pipedrive. Mm -hmm. And yeah. the, way Pipedrive, we defer, yep. yeah, the way we defer is that, one, we make it easier. Um, mm -hmm. And second, we make it more automated uh, to, to manage your customers. So if you, for instance, sign up to Salesforce, let's just go to salesforce.com and you start a trial. The first thing you, you're, you'll be asked to do is to connect your emails. And it all starts from there from, because from there, Salesforce will start synchronizing emails. It will start seeing who you know, at which companies. It will start um, grading relationships. It will start finding extra mm -hmm. info about these people in social media, in email signatures. It will start pulling all this information together and help you to get started. And we initially, we, uh, we tried to sell it to big companies. Uh, but at some point, we switched to small ones. And what we then focused on very, very hard um, was to make that super easy to use and super easy to understand, to guide you very well through the process. Uh, so that's the, the second thing we really focus on next to making all as automated as possible. That's really powerful. Now, you know, tell us a little bit more about your ideal client for your software. You know, we understand that your software sits somewhere between the small business and the medium-sized enterprise business, but not really the very large businesses and absolutely not the very individual people either, somewhere in between. Give us a sense of the kind of challenges that they experience. Um, give us a sense of a day in the life of your ideal client. Yeah, um, like I said, it's mostly uh, agencies. So I think like uh, marketing agencies is a very big uh, part of that. It's uh, consultancies, it's software development companies. Uh, and on the other hand, uh, quite some tech companies. And in these companies, it's typically, uh, if, they're, if they're smaller, it's the founders uh, using the software. Uh, if they're slightly bigger, there's also a VP of sales and then salespeople. Or the VP of sales might be the founder. Uh, it depends a bit. And what salespeople typically do is um, they get in the CRM in the morning, uh, they look at their pipeline or they go to the accounts and they, they then filter by the ones they need to follow up uh, and they start doing that. Some other people use the tasks uh, more, more um, actively. 
to know what they, they, they need to do. It's, it depends a bit on, on people's workflow because we made it possible in, 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 in a few different ways to find your sort of way that works. Um, but what people then do is just go through the people they need to follow up, do that, uh, maybe create some new leads, um, enter them into the system, uh, and that way organize their sales. Um, within our software, at the same time, you also get notifications. So they might see that uh, one of their customers is on, on the site on a specific page, uh, or they click the link or open an email. That's also a good time to then to then call that customer or, or, or contact them at least through some channel. Um, but typically it's really people following up leads. And then next to that, you can also set up these sort of email campaigns that I said. You can track your uh, results in the dashboards. Um, there's a bunch of other things you can do there, but uh, really the core usage is, is, is follow-up. Absolutely. And we know that success is in the follow-up, right? As they say, the fortune is in the follow-up. Can you give us a sense of some customer successes that you've had? Maybe a, a story of some kind, you don't have to mention the name of the customer, uh, but some examples of customers that have been successful. What does success look like? Yeah, the way it typically happens is that people either have some, some sheets uh, that isn't really working for them. Uh, I mean, it, it, it doesn't help them enough to follow up their pipeline um, or they, uh, they just hire a new salesperson and then they, they, they need some sort of more grip on the sales process and they, they get a CRM. Um, one story I particularly remember from uh, some of the customer interviews I did last year was um, a customer in um, well, Southeast Asia and um, they well, we're working out of a sheet and that was sort of working, but it didn't help them to really accurately follow up. And a lot of leads would actually slip through the cracks. And that customer shared with me that um, they make 1 million more uh, a year uh, since they started using Salesforce just by properly following up. Uh, like you said, there's an enormous amount of money um, in, in the follow-up. What did you say? For fortune is in the follow-up. And actually, uh, when a uh, funny story, when, uh, when uh, Corona came around, um, they were yeah. the first to contact me to say like, oh, there's this thing coming and we'd like to save costs because we need to be careful now. So could you please end our subscription? Um, yeah, and there were three users on the software. So that, that costs you just, just above $100 a, a month. And I said, really, like you want to you wanna cancel $100 a month and then go back to losing a million a year? And they said, ah, oh, yeah, you're right. We'll stay with the software. <laughs> so Jeroen, what I'd love to do is ask you about your entrepreneurial journey. Um, you know, I'm always fascinated and I love to celebrate leaders like you, founders like you, who have taken the things that make them happy um, and put those things in the path of the things that make them profitable. You know, that's what I call this podcast, Profitable Happiness. And by the way, I'm looking at you right now and you've got this bicycle behind you and you're just hanging out talking to some guy 5,000 miles away. You're, you're a happy guy. <laughs> so tell us how you achieve this. And if you have any advice or tips for young or new founders who want to uh, achieve profitable happiness. 
Yeah, I would say look at look at what 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 makes you tick. Uh, for some people, it's it's learning. For some people, is I actually for a lot of entrepreneurs, uh, I learned it's uh, it's building things. And for me as well, I just like to um, build out our team. See that mm-hmm. uh, people, if they even if they leave our team, they they progress and they do awesome things. Uh, I like to see our customers progressing and us helping them. I like to see our product getting better at helping them. Mm-hmm. All these kind of things just give me uh, an immense amount of pleasure. So tell us what you're most excited about coming up. And if you have any, uh, you know, exciting new offers or products or things that we should look out for. And how can people get a hold of you um, to learn more about Salesflare? Oh, yeah. Uh, in terms of next features we're looking at, uh, you'll, you'll be able to build any dashboard you like. Uh, in hopefully uh, quite an easy way because the dashboards, you know, when you build them, it's not always super easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's probably our next feature coming out. And then we'll, we'll work on some more uh, lead generation features where we, we make all that easier also within the same place. Um, if you want to try the product as it is today, uh, in the, by the way, all these updates uh, come with it uh, as, as, as you go, uh, you can go to salesflare.com that's a sales and an f-l-a-r-e.com and you can try the software there um the trial starts off with seven days but you get extra days as you um set up the software and it goes to 30 days and more um and if you want to get in touch with me personally uh linkedin is the best place uh just type my name there's only one person with my name so you'll uh, immediately hit the right person uh you can send me a connection request but please don't forget to add a personal message because uh, I think like, like all of us, I get a lot of spam every day. And if you don't add a personal message, I'll have to assume it's spam. Yeah. Uh, but if you add a personal message, um, I'll certainly get back to you. We'll get in touch and we can have a chat. Absolutely. Jeroen, um, I, I just want to thank you so much for sharing not only your vision about this idea that sales you know, flair is something people will actually use. That's huge. <laughs> Not only your vision, but also your, your time in terms of the details of how we achieve some of these things. And I, I, I encourage anyone listening to this, if you've used Salesforce or you've used other t- CRM tools and you want to actually get to a tool you will use, <laughs> check out <laughs> Salesflare. Um, thank you so much for being a guest on the Profitable Happiness Podcast. Yeah, thank you. This was fun. All right. Thanks for tuning in to the Profitable Happiness Podcast. For more episodes, visit drpalay.com. And remember, get happy first and success will follow.